Welcome to this week's episode of the HC Hive, a podcast about all things HCI, UX, and grad school. We're now in Hershali, students in Georgia Tech's Human Computer Interaction Program. In this episode, we will be chatting about engineering and HCI. We have three guests with us who all have engineering backgrounds, Jay, Anushri, and Kevin. So let's just have a round of introductions and everybody can just quickly give a short description of what they're up to. Kevin, why don't you start us off and tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Kevin. I'm a second year in the MSHCI program on the IC track. I did my undergrad at Virginia Tech. I came into the program not really knowing what I wanted to do in HCI, so I've kind of been exploring engineering, research, design, as well as product management more last semester. Some of my research interests are augmented reality and virtual reality, as well as human performance. Very cool. Thanks for that introduction. And we're very excited to hear more about all your interests and your journey. So thanks for being here. Anushri, how about you? Hey, everyone. I'm Anushri. I'm a product designer and come from a systems engineering background, which I'm sure we're going to dive into today. I care a lot about inclusion and I work for an accessibility-themed research center on campus. When I'm not at work, I love being outdoors and absolutely love hiking. And over the pandemic, I've spent way too much time re-watching episodes of The Office. Thanks, Noah and Hershali, for having us here. I'm super excited to be here with Kevin and Jay and talk to you about our engineering past lives. We're excited to have you. Thanks so much for being here. And then finally, Jay, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Jay. Like Anushri and Kevin, I'm also a second year MSHCI student here at Georgia Tech, and I'm in the interactive computing track. I did my undergrad in electronics and communication back in India. Now, even though I'm from an engineering background, I'm all about UX design, UI design, visual design, and things like that. Great, great. Thanks for that intro, Jay. And thank you to all of you for joining us today. So to start, we'd love to talk more in depth about your engineering background. So Jay, you just mentioned that you come from more of electronics and communication background. So could you tell us a little bit more about that field and what your experience was like? Oh yeah, sure. So I took electronics in my undergrad mainly because I was interested in learning about the development of computers. The whole concept of using sand to develop technology like fascinated me. They literally took sand, you know, silicon to be precise, and then they developed semiconductors out of it. And then like a huge range of design applications emerged out of it. So basically, then we developed logic gates. And then that's how we allowed these design systems to store memory. And then from it, bits evolved into bytes and bytes evolved into kilobytes. So that was extremely fascinating me for me to learn. And, you know, just like how a computer's so intelligent, like what went into those early stages of development. Because like, if you think about it, you know, computers aren't living beings. They don't have brains like us, yet they are as intelligent and as powerful as we are. Some would even say like they are more powerful than we are. So like what exactly went into designing that? Like how do they understand human language is like something that I was really interested in. So yeah, I think that's what I basically got out of my undergrad experience in the electronics field. I love that. I just love hearing about all the backgrounds in HCI. And that was such a cool 
story because I, I didn't even know that about you, Jay, even though we've spoken so much. So thank you for sharing that. That's actually really cool. But yeah, Anushri and Kevin, you guys come from slightly different backgrounds, I think industrial engineering and systems engineering. So maybe Anushri can start us off. Why don't you tell us more about what that field is like? And I feel like I will learn so much from this description as well, just like I did with Jay. Yeah. So systems engineering is also super interdisciplinary field and it's at large about making large-scale systems and thinking about who uses them and how to optimize them so say like the transportation network in a city you think about where people come from what their access points are and how they get places and what the best way for them to do this is i thought it was relevant to design in many ways and when i was an undergrad I'm sure, as you know, Hershali Berkeley didn't have a design degree. So I just ended up choosing a major that was the next best thing. And for me, that was this interdisciplinary field where you could still think about problems from different perspectives. Yeah, that's that's super interesting how you found systems engineering as like a way into design. That's a very interesting connection that I don't think I could have made. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Evan, how about you? Where do you come from? Yeah, so I actually did computer engineering for two semesters, my first two semesters at Virginia Tech, and I really just didn't like it. So I decided that industrial engineering or systems engineering, kind of what was just said, I really like the optimization aspect of it, the timing of everything, like what's the fastest, most efficient way I could do it. And it was also like very interdisciplinary. There's like four main things that we learned about, and you didn't have to choose like a specific career path just by doing that major. So I really liked human factors aspect of it, and then project management. Wow, what a variety of different backgrounds we have here. Thank you, Anushri and Kevin, for sharing your experiences as well. I feel the same as Harshali, despite like having talked to all three of you like countless numbers of times, but to hear you go a little bit in more detail about your background is really, really fascinating to hear. But yeah, so we're curious. You mentioned a little bit about this, whether it was industrial engineering, computer engineering, electronics, or even systems engineering. But with that in mind, like how did you guys end up finding out about HCI? Like what made you decide to pivot into the human computer interaction career path? Jay, would you like to start us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, so to be honest, I didn't even know that a field like HCI existed, especially, you know, when you think of UX design, like no one really talks about it. People talk about new products and releases all the time, but nobody talks about the thought that goes into design of making such products. So, you know, when I heard about HCI, I was like, you know, there exists an entire field that can teach you just that. So basically, to answer your question, I think it was one of my friends, friend who had introduced me to this field. He he actually did his master's in HCI and is currently a product designer. And yeah, uh, basically, like when he told me about this, I think I was quite intrigued by it. And that is why I made to switch. I decided to like switch my career. I think me having a, an interest in art was also quite helpful because I was always into like sketching and painting and graphic designing and things like that. So when I heard about HCI basically and how it allows me to be creative, I think that is why it kind of helped me in making my mind up and like switching to HCI. Got it. Very cool. Yeah, it's great that you're able to find a path that allowed you to hone in on like um, not only your background, then the more engineering side, but 
coupling that with your interest in design, art, and the more creative side of you. That's awesome. What about you, Kevin? What got you interested in HCI and made you kind of transition? Yeah, so my junior year, I did undergrad research, mostly because everyone was like, hey, this is an easy way to get an A, and it's kind of cool, like you can get course credit for it. But I, I did research in a lab, it was called a Cogent Lab, which if I remember correctly, I think is the Cognitive Engineering for Novel Technologies Lab. Anyways, I worked on a, a project with head-up displays in cars doing like navigation, and it was kind of a mix of like an HCI lab, Cognitive Engineering Lab, and I got involved with like a couple projects there. And one of the the girls that I worked with and did research there, she was graduating. She was a computer science student, and she was like, "Oh, like I'm going to try to get a job in HCI." So kind of figured out like what it was more formally, went and got an internship that next spring, basically like a mix of HCI and like systems engineering. Decided like, that's what I wanted to do kind of after the spring, because I uh, basically decided I didn't want to do anything that had something to do with industrial engineering. You couldn't really get a job doing most of the human factors stuff that I was interested in without like a master's degree or PhD. And the two options were kind of either consulting or something to do with manufacturing. So I decided that HCI and master's degree was the way to go. Nice. Yeah, it's great that you were able to have that experience during your undergrad in that research lab kind of like earlier on to kind of expose you to this field and then eventually lead you to this program and being part of our year. So that's awesome. How about you, Anushri? How did you find out about HCI and how did you kind of make your way into this program and this field? Yeah, so my answer is actually really similar to Jared. So I was working in a UX-centric environment and I knew I wanted to strengthen my foundation. So I was just Googling programs related to UX design as a way to explore if that would be a good fit. And I came across this field called HCI. I was like, whoa, um, I was so excited by how interdisciplinary it was and how everyone in the field seemed to really care about inclusion and the impact of their products. So from there, I just kept reading and reading and it more and more just seemed like the perfect fit. Oh, I love hearing all these stories. Um, I feel like HCI, there's for everyone, not just engineers, but for everyone. And there's such a discovery and like such a process and story as to how we end up in this field. So thank you for sharing those those stories with us. So thinking about kind of before and after kind of both of those pieces and your engineering backgrounds, plus the HCI work that you guys do today and what you guys want to do in the future, what skills or capabilities or tools do you think have been the most valuable to you in HCI coming from the engineering background, whether it's skills that you apply in grad school or in professional environments? How has that engineering background really benefited you uh, in the work that we do? Kevin, maybe you can start us off. Yeah, so I think for me, it's mostly problem-solving skills. I think a big point of UX is that there is no one-size-fits-all solution. So a lot of engineering is is really just problem-solving. I, I worked on the Formula SAE team in undergrad, which is a design-build, like, open-wheel race car. I feel like I got a lot of problem-solving out of that and just kind of being able to like think on your feet quickly. Another thing specifically out of undergrad would just be like data analysis and statistical data analysis. It's something that's pretty useful in research that I've used a lot here at Georgia Tech that I feel like a lot of people don't 
come in with. So that's definitely been helpful. Love, love stats. We love quant everything on this show. So <laughs> love to hear that. Uh, Anushri, you want to tell us kind of like what skills you were able to transfer from your engineering background? So like Kevin said, I think the most valuable skill for me has been breaking down problems into sizable chunks and thinking about problems from a practical mindset. So similar to what he said in undergrad, like one of the problems we worked on was redesigning an airport terminal for better user experience. And um, doing that as an engineer was really interesting because we were working with, okay, what's possible? Um, what are the constraints of a terminal? And then working from there to think about, okay, what, what things could be designed better? And I think that practical mindset is just something that's built in through all of your classes and the way that professors teach you to approach problems. Something else that's been really useful professionally is that it's been really easy to collaborate with other engineers on projects just because I understand their thought process and I understand their limitations, which makes it easier to know when to push back and when to kind of step back and say, yeah, you know, these may be the constraints and this is how we're going to work with you. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, I, I definitely think that having the vocabulary to communicate with engineers and developers is super beneficial if you want your work to have impact. Because at the end of the day, they're the people that actually build the thing that you're designing. Yeah, so great, great insight there. Jay, how about you? What's what's something you're taking from electronics and communication and sand and silicon and, and bringing to HCI? So similar to what Anushree said, I think it's about, it's about like developing the engineering mindset, I guess, which we bring into HCI because it allows us to pick up this coding and like skills that allows you to basically like implement your design. Anushree said that, you know, it makes very easy for designers to communicate with the other team members, engineers who are like actually developing your design. So yeah, that it's really helpful for that, but also it kind of like encourages you to develop your own designs. And also while designing, like you keep into consideration what are the challenges others would face, you know, when they're actually implementing this, just like developing that mindset is what was really helpful, you know, like when I transitioned from like engineering to like HCI. Wow. Yeah. Such great point here. Really, really fascinating to hear what skills that you guys feel are the most valuable in the field that you're in now. Um, Anushri Jay, I loved what you said about translating things and understanding what like engineers and like the developers but it also just, I think, at least from my perspective, then you really understand what designs are feasible um, within a certain time frame for a project, um, what things you can push or what you can pull back on, like you mentioned, Anushree. And Kevin, as Arshali said, we do love data. And it's great that you brought up data analysis because that is, I think, a very valuable skill for sure in the HCI community. So thinking about that transition between engineering into HCI, what do you think were some of the gaps in your skill set that you feel like you had to address once you like entered this program or entered this field? And what do you think are some of the like major growth areas that helped you turn from an engineer to more of like an HCI expert? So in undergrad, I was always engaging in some form of design, but mostly on a self-learning basis. And a major growth area for me has been the sandbox that HCI gives us. 
to try out all the different design methods and get exposed to all these different schools of thought and then kind of form your own independent opinion based on all these different tools that you learn. So I think that's been really valuable is to first understand what's been done so that you can then like push the boundaries of creativity and think about new things that are possible. Another thing that I think was missing in undergrad and has been really helpful now is to be surrounded by a diverse community of designers because understanding the mindset that other designers bring helps you think about how to build products for different backgrounds, uh, which ultimately helps us all learn from each other and build more inclusive products. I love what you just said about not only designing for like diverse set of users, but being part of a team or working with um, people with diverse backgrounds and just coming from different places, which is so great. So for me, I think it's mostly UX research because, you know, as I mentioned back, I had this artistic side of me, which like wants to create aesthetically pleasing designs at the same time. It's also important that your designs are user-friendly and usable. So, you know, like, how do you go about doing that? What are the real needs that user face? What are their pain points? And like, you know, just taking that into account and like designing such that their overall enjoy experience is enjoyable. I think that's important. And I think a lot of that comes from UX research and, you know, just focusing on that and strengthening that. So, and like then complementing it by design, I think that is what makes a great product and I feel like that is something that I was missing and which is something that I like got out of this program yeah definitely that's great informed creativity or something using that research to inform our designs that's really great Jay so for me I think kind of understanding a creative process and like having a creative process I was never like really a creative person I wasn't really into design or art and you know most of my undergrad degree was just about like math uh, so I didn't have any of those skills I actually kind of got into photography my senior year and then I feel like that sort of helped me branch into it a little bit and I don't know open up my mind to see what more I could do with like design things like that and then also kind of what Nushu was saying just about inclusion and being able to take on different perspectives Also in undergrad, most people were just like me and we all thought the same way. So I really liked coming to Georgia Tech and just being able to understand the perspective of different people because they've had different experiences. And I think that's really valuable. Uh, And the last would be probably just like basic design skills, like visual design, things like that, how to use most of the Creative Cloud suite. Nice. That, that's so interesting that you say that, Kevin, because in my experience um, at, as a researcher, I feel like we, we have to sometimes be like kind of the realists and, you know, rein in a lot of creativity. But I think in my, in my time of just working with developers and kind of engineers and technical people, I feel that sometimes they give me a lot of optimism about what can be built and what sort of like how creative we can be. So it's interesting that you 
turned away from engineering and found creativity elsewhere. Uh, it's been kind of the opposite for me. So super interesting to hear that. But thinking about, you know, like your journeys and your experiences and kind of undergoing this transition, what advice would you give engineers or engineering students who think that they might be interested in HCI and want to kind of pursue careers or, or, or even go to grad school for human computer interaction? Kevin, maybe you can start us off again. Yeah, so I think the mainly it's just that there's not always one way to solve a problem. Like in engineering, it's it's pretty cut and dry most of the time. Like if you see this type of problem, you apply this type of solution, and it's very solutions based. But I think HCI and UX in general, uh, a lot of what we spend time on is the problem and just like being very focused on that. So if you're like interested in HCI, like a lot of people say you got to fall in love with the problem. Um, so I think that's my big thing. Nice. So just being open to multiple solutions or multiple processes and not necessarily pursuing like with the one perfect solution. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So when you think about like HCI, I think it's a really broad field. Like, you know, it isn't just about UX design or UX research. It's more than that. And I feel like there's definitely some overlaps between HCI and other engineering fields that I feel like, uh, you know, people who are interested in HCI can explore. Uh, so like I can give, or like I can share a personal example for my undergrad, like for my bachelor's project, like I worked on this speech processing algorithm uh, where, you know, we kind of like designed a program to, for it to generate human laughter, you know, or it needs is basically a consonant and you know it generates laughter in the voice of that human so it was highly technical and it required like digital signal processing and like things like that but you know like when you look at its application so basically think of application of such algorithms you can apply it to like voice assistants because for most of it like they are highly monotonous and you know like our algorithm can make them be more expressive and you know it can even be used for like making assistive devices for like people with severe speech impairment and it can allow them to like express emotions like laughter and joy having those engineering skills and then looking at to like applying backgrounds related to HCI, i think like that is one way which can allow them to like bridge the gap and you know just like exploring those boundaries i think is really helpful and like that can that is something that can like help people transition from like engineering to HCI. Nice. So not not really forgetting your engineering roots, but you know holding on to that while also exploring HCI. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that. I'd also say um, to leverage your strengths. I really like what Jay said because HCI is so interdisciplinary that whatever background you have can still be valuable, even though you're in a new environment, something that's not as emphasized in engineering that is emphasized in HCI is to really think about whom you're building for and be very intentional about how the design of your system may include or exclude someone. So being mindful of that is very helpful. But other than that, just leverage the strengths that you already have. Yeah. Wow. Such great advice. I know we asked you all to share some tips to engineers or engineering students who are interested in HCI, but I feel like these are applicable to anyone. I'll, I'll take this advice for sure. Leveraging strengths and 
being mindful of who we include or exclude within our process. Those are all really great. So thank you all for sharing that, those pieces of advice. But as we're kind of winding down here, something we love doing on the podcast is to ask for hot take. For this episode, what is something that you wish non-engineers in HCI knew? Like Anushree and Kevin, I think they both highlighted that, you know, like we have a diverse uh, set of students like coming from a diverse set of backgrounds. And, you know, like that is why I would like to say that don't change anything about yourself or like the way you approach design or like research because Okay, one thing that I can say is that, you know, whenever you're designing something, make sure that, you know, like you can implement that. It's easy for developers to actually code it and like push it out in the real world. But at the same time, since these people like come from a diverse set of backgrounds that I know nothing about, I think like that is what they're communicating through their design. So I would just like encourage them to do that. And basically it would also make up for a good challenge for us to kind of like implement what they're thinking and you know trying to uh, like I would just like encourage everyone to be as creative as as much creative as much as they can be and like bring their expertise into whatever things they work on. Yeah that's great staying true to who you are while also picking up some new skills definitely. For me I think we tend to get caught up in labels and think of ourselves in silos like oh this is research this is design this is engineering but often what Itzia has shown me is that you don't have to fit into these neat buckets like there's it's possible for engineers to be creative and it's possible for designers to be technical and there are career paths and ways of exploring that so just being open to different interpretations of different fields is something that I think we should all be doing always yeah I love that definitely true in terms of we kind of label ourselves or other people label us even kind of what's your expertise and then you end up kind of falling into that bucket. Definitely. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with math. I feel like a lot of people are just afraid of it, especially if they didn't do it in undergrad. There's a lot of statistical analysis that's really useful, especially for like research projects or just proving certain things. Maybe, I don't know, maybe everyone should have to take the stat class that I think the, is for the psych track, or maybe we add it, add more of it to the research class. But I feel like a lot of people shy away from it. And for the most part, it's, it's not too complicated and everyone can definitely benefit and learn how to do it. Yeah, I think we, not like we value of course, like qualitative data is extremely important. I think it is good to leverage the quantitative side as well. More opportunities for math and data and statistics, all of that. I completely agree. Now, do you have a hot take about anything related to engineering since you're not an engineer, but whatever? <laughs> I have an older sister who did mechanical engineering and, and we were talking about like different professions that people stereotypically think require like more intelligence or more just like the smart people do that field. So for instance, doctors or lawyers, surgeons, things like that. But I don't know, like I would argue that like a designer or like an engineer, I feel like because not like it's you required like, oh, smart person or intelligent person but I feel like there's so much tinkering and creativity that's involved in engineering that people don't really think about so for instance even though for some engineering fields it's all about optimization or efficiency or 
things like that. But there, because of all of those constraints, you can't, like, you have to be creative to work around those things and to solve those problems. Because if you're not creative within those constraints, then you can't make cool products or really innovative things. We would be stuck with, I don't know, a simple light bulb and that's it. Like we would not have all of these like cool technologies that we use today. Like the fact that I, we can record on our phones and then also be looking at a laptop while doing something else and someone's using Bluetooth headphones. Like I feel like it's because of like engineering and people who push constraints that really benefit the field. I don't know if that's a hot take. I was kind of rambling. I also don't know how the whole doc thing came in there I didn't have to add that but I don't know it sounded like a compliment to me so I'm just I do feel like the Asian mindset in some ways that only some fields are like for intelligent people and then there are all the other fields but I do feel like people in our generation are pushing that much more and like we see people everywhere and kind of challenging Mm -hmm. our parents generation's notions of like oh these are the intelligent fields so I did relate I really like the bulb example which you gave. That's that's some nice way to put put it in like context. Yeah, Hershali, what what is your hot take within the realm of engineering? I do have a CS minor, so I feel like I spend half my time with like my engineering, and then the other half with like all all my other random friends from my pod science stuff. But I, I would say that like all the engineers that I've worked with have actually been super excited about the research that we do and the user and like just as passionate I think about the questions that I'm passionate about and it's it's come as a really pleasant surprise and I think the the relationship between engineering and the rest the rest of like user experience you know like usually research and design are like the couple right Uh, we kind of put them together in in one little like cubby Uh, but I think engineers in my experience have brought a lot of optimism and enthusiasm and just as much like interest in the user and so I think my hot take would be that like not just the engineering world but just like everybody who is the business of building anything I think we should not put up those walls and think that engineers wouldn't be interested in user insights or user research I think you know like they're just as interested and I think there's a lot of growth for them in hearing from users as well and empathizing with users I'm just always excited when like engineers are like I want to be part of this design sprint or I want to listen to this interview you know that's always fun for me I don't know if it's like a hot take but yeah I just want to put it out there that like engineers can also vibe with like users and and research and yeah that was great I mean is it hot I don't know is it lukewarm lukewarm? maybe Lukewarm. lukewarm But we appreciate it always, Harshali. <laughs> We're kind of winding down here. So I just want to say thank you so much to Jay, Anushri, and Kevin for joining us on this episode of the HC Hive. Uh, we love you all individually and together. And we just loved hearing from you in this episode. And to all of our listeners out there, tune in next time for an episode where we have a chance to talk to some really cool alumni and their amazing new startup. Because if you know, you know. And if you don't, yikes. Hey, just a moment. There's more. This week, we're featuring music by our friend Kyle, one half of the duo Bestie, and a first-year master's student in the HCI program here at Georgia Tech. The track is called Maria. It's a nice vibe about catching a vibe with someone you find unique. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out Bestie's music on streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. Find those details in the episode description, and here it is, 
Maria. She come down on a Rio, driving around town in a Bima. She said, yo, it's been a while since I seen ya. So I really wanna meet up. It's been a while since I seen ya. Can we kick it by the beach, oh yeah? We'll spend the night making sweet love. We'll keep it all between us. And I really wanna see ya. I wanna take it slow. I wanna get to know it. And now you getting cold. I like the way you roll it Yeah, cause when I see Maria And she looking muy bonita Gotta love her Santa Maria